0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside 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 Access access. with Jason and on Fora and Ken Wyman sponsored by stevenson university
1: online your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has stevenson university's online commitment to you visit online.stevenson.edu 1057
0: the fan
1: Orioles picked up another Series W tonight, or today, I should say, at Camden Yards, 4-2 over the Blue Jays. They finish their homestand 5-1, heading to Chicago to take on the Cubs in a three-game series beginning tomorrow. But joining us now, sports director WJZ Mark Viviano and Viv Ravens. They wrapped up minicamp today. J.K. Dobbins was not at OTAs. He did show up to one winning drive. He was not practicing during these three days. And John Harbaugh said he expected Dobbins to practice and said it just wasn't in the cards this week. You have a sit down with him, WJZ. Or stand up. Today at 5, 6, and 11. Is this a big deal, little deal, no deal?
2: It's a business deal. And it is in the vein of uh, others you have seen, both in Baltimore and across the NFL. Uh, in fact, in our conversation, uh, Dobbins alluded to um, what Lamar went through and how there it's just not always pleasant, but it's part of what happens when you're working the business side of football. Uh, he made it clear to me that uh, for you, if you guys have spoken with J.K. or gotten to be around him or know him, this is just a good-hearted, uh, appreciative young man who wants it known that he he, he loves the fact, and he is so grateful that he's playing professional football. But he does have to walk on the business side mm-hmm. of it, and that's exactly what this is um there have been reports that he was injured uh he would not confirm or deny that i think we can go ahead and read what smells,
3: that like, a right? smells a no, like a
2: hold-in right smells a little bit like a hold i that you know it's as i've told some people we've gotten kind of used to this dance that goes on and we've seen it as recently as patrick queen hmm. i mean uh, by the way, J.K. has uh, discontinued any interaction on social media. Smart move. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is not, that's not the place. That's not the arena to play it out. Um, but he, we do have a relationship, and, and I, I should tell you guys, that the, the, the entire premise of our conversation was rooted weeks and weeks ago in our sitting down to talk about his travels, to Mexico, the Dominican Republic, and Costa Rica. And he's a fascinating guy in that when he, ha- he just wants to expand his horizons, his life, his language. Uh, he just eats it all up. And while here at WJZ today, he spent a great deal of time with our uh, chief meteorologist, Derek Beasley, wanting to learn more about the weather. Hmm. He's that, that kind of guy. So clearly there is, uh, there's, a, there's a distance between what he believes his value is to the Ravens and what the Ravens currently see it as. That's evident. Uh, he has uh, made his professional decisions to, to approach it as he, he, he wishes. I did ask him about this new offense. And he says he's up to speed on it. He's he's fully uh, understanding of how it's going to operate, and he'll be ready come training camp. Um, and we'll we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, yeah, that that conversation is going to air here on WJZ in our five and six o'clock news, eleven o'clock as well, and much more about it because he gets into and I asked him about just the status of running backs in the NFL at the present time. Saquon Barkley and and what he's trying to get accomplished with the Giants in terms of a new contract. Dalvin Cook is a good friend of J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. He's worked out with him. Uh, he's very close with Saquon Barkley, who was the first guy to reach out to J.K. when J.K. got injured. So they have their fraternity. They do. And not to say they're all working off the same model in terms of who's worth what, But uh, they certainly are standing up for themselves and for their position in terms of what they're trying to get.
1: Well, when Dobbins hits the practice field and ends up running onto the field at M&T Bank Stadium, Viv, he wants to be a workhorse. He said as much after that Bengals playoff loss. But my question is... Is that possible with Gus Edwards here, Justice Hill here, and really just today's NFL? You just don't see it that much. Is he going to get enough touches to maximize his value on the free agent market?
2: Fair question. And this is not apples to apples. So don't. And this is what one of the things JK shared. The offense that Todd Munkin is installing with the Ravens is the offense that he ran at Ohio State in which he ran for 2000 yards. So, the Ravens have mostly talked about increasing their passing attack. Lamar's talked about throwing for 6000 yards. It would not seem likely that one running back would rush for 2000 in that in that sort of scenario. But uh, let's just say there are multiple opportunities for multiple players to accomplish multiple yards. Uh, and he likes it. Like He loves the offense. He loves Munkin. He He's all about it. And he's all about Baltimore, is J.K. Dobbins. He's all about being a Raven for the rest of his career. It's when the conversation turns toward, okay, what's the contract situation? That's where – that's again, that's where he says is the business side, and it's hard, it is a difficult spot and a difficult thing to navigate. He has an agent, uh, uh, unlike Lamar, he has an agent who is helping him with this, but um, that's uh, that's the tact that he is taking to this point.
3: Well, Viv, it doesn't sound like he missed a whole hell of a lot on the field today, anyway, because I don't think really anybody was there, and it is what it is. One thing we did learn today was, though, John Harbaugh kind of we, – and we've been wondering on this show a lot about the role of the fullback in this offense and what Pat Ricard's workload would look like. And then we found out Pat Ricard had hip surgery and is going to yeah. start the the uh, summer on pop. Um, I, I just sort of wonder where that's that's going and if Pat Ricard isn't, in fact, going to be more of a full-time blocking tight end than this Swiss Army knife that he's been.
2: Well, I was I was out there yesterday when someone asked specifically to Todd Munkin about uh, about Pat Ricard, and Munkin's answer, um, I guess in retrospect, shines a little bit of light on the knowledge that Ricard had this surgery. As he said, you know, with each player, you just try to maximize, you know, what they bring um, to, to the table. So. What what ma- What is the maximum production you get from Pat Ricard in, as you described, a situation in which a team was wanting to throw more um, that is more of a blocking role, I would assume. <laughs> so I think that's a fair uh, statement to make. I mean, there were some wondering, you know, would he even have a role at all uh, as things change? Obviously he was utilized in Greg Roman's schemes, but this could be different. And there's there's not everybody gets not everybody gets what they want when things change. Yep. And that includes money, that includes roles, that includes touches, that includes carries, that includes there's a lot. And there are a lot of miles to feed right now. Um this is all very interesting. This is all intriguing. Um I did a sit down interview yesterday with Mark Andrews. Uh we talked about, you know, his development over 5 years and He's fired up about this offense. And, you know, one of the things that I could share with you, uh, my interview with Mark will be airing uh, on our uh, on our Purple Playbook show, is I, I, guys, over the last season, we talked, and I shared with you, and I think you guys concurred, it was evident that Mark Andrews was agitated oh, yeah. this past season. Yep. I asked him directly about that, and he spoke to – one of the things he went immediately to was our defense was so good, which added to his frustration of when they could mm-hmm. not rise to the level of what the defense was that they had and clearly Lamar getting hurt really hampered uh their 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 strengths down the stretch and into that playoff game in Cincinnati, so it's understandable uh but you talk about and this is not breaking news, you talk about a guy who's got the fire burning in him, Mark Andrews is is certainly that. So um, that that was a, a a revealing conversation just about him, where he stands, and a number of other things about Mark and in uh, his life. So even though, you know, these guys are off in the next six, six weeks, they've given us plenty to uh, chew on, haven't they? Oh, yes. That they have. Uh,
1: Viv, uh, tell the people when they can see, listen to the J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews interviews.
2: Yeah, JK uh, will be on our news tonight at five, six, and eleven. Uh, more of it in its uh, in, in a larger form on our Purple Playbook show, along with uh, the Mark Andrews interview. Uh, some of it this Sunday and some of it next Sunday. So, yeah, we have our off season, so we're spreading some of it Sprinkle, out. Sprinkle, baby. But, yeah, yeah you, got, <laughs> you, got, you got to make you got to make it last a little bit. So Indeed, we we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do that. Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: But, uh, yep, good times. And I know we, we didn't even get to talk about the Orioles. But I will share this with you guys. I am a f- for, for more than three years, I used the hashtag rebuild. The new hashtag is rebuilt. yeah yes uh and uh boy what fun this is for baseball fans in baltimore uh much awaited amazing and well earned the position that they're in so uh we'll we'll get back into more of that i'm sure in uh in upcoming visits fellas absolutely thank you brother
1: absolutely thanks viv
2: always guys be well
1: we'll see you you heard it mark viviano jk dobbins on wjz 5 6 and 11 o'clock news Purple playbook show Sunday, eleven thirty in the morning. It's a hold in. Uh, Viv Viv asked him point blank. There was the report that JK Dobbins are good. soft tissue. He neither Beclined. confirmed nor denied that. So I want to hear from the people. Is this a big deal with J.K. Dobbins? 410-583-1057. Is this a possible distraction? Is everything going to be fine? Are you expecting the most motivated J.K. Dobbins trying to ball out and earn a contract? 410-583-1057. We'll take your calls on that next. It's Inside Access on the
0: fan.
3: Inside Access on the fan.
0: Breaking news, expert analysis, exclusive access,
4: 105.7
0: The Fan.
2: Breaking news from The Fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit
4: BetQL.com today.
2: I really don't. I expected JK to practice and it just wasn't in the cards apparently. So we'll just get ready for training camp.
1: That was John Harbaugh earlier today following the final minicamp practice. J.K. Dobbins didn't participate in OTAs. He was at one winning drive, and we just had on Mark Viviano, Sports Director WJZ. He has a sit-down with J.K. Dobbins, 5, 6, 11 o'clock news. You can also see the interview in its entirety, Purple Playbook Sunday morning at 1130 and. Viv asked JK about the report, saying that he was out due to a soft tissue injury, and he neither confirmed nor denied, Jason. So very much sounds he's like a making hold-in. business
3: decisions. That's what Viv said. He was very vocal about getting hurt in a meaningless preseason game not that long ago. Um, he's someone who feels like he has not been given the opportunity to show what he can do. He's entering his walk year. Uh, they're not going to pay him, and I understand why, and it's tough sledding for running backs all over. So this is just one of the key situations that Bears monitoring as um, the offseason and regular season unfold. It's interesting to me how much uh, Dobbins is gushing about this offense and how much he thinks it resembles what he ran at Ohio State, and we know he was a linchpin there um, and and got to see a lot of the ball in a bunch of different ways. So, it's not to say that there won't be, you know, rainbows and roses and and chocolates at the end of the, you know, at the end of this whole thing, and that this might not be another situation where we say all's well that ends well. Maybe not necessarily for J.K. Dobbins getting paid here, but maybe J.K. Dobbins helping the Ravens win a whole lot of football games, including in the playoffs, and then getting his fortunes elsewhere. It, it's it's not the end of the world. It's not the biggest thing in the world. It's a first world problem, but it's a. It's a thing. He's clearly not pleased with how this has played out over a series of years, and he's doing what he thinks he has to do to protect himself.
1: 410-583-1057. Let's go out to the phones. Lewis is in Sykesville. Lewis, you're on the fam.
5: Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? up? All right, look, I'll make this as brief as I can, but I really don't care too much about the Ravens, but I'm a diehard Ohio State fan, okay? Okay. Going back to 2017, that's Dobbins' freshman year. They used the heck out of him. Um, They were a little thin at running back, and then 2018 he got banged up considerably when they were splitting carries between him and a guy named Mike Weber. He came back in 2019 after rehabbing, and I think he still holds the Ohio State record for most yards uh, in a season. Um, That's when they went on to lose to Clemson in that college football playoff, but he had like 1,900-some-odd yards and was just a linchpin of that offense with him and Justin Fields. My point being, he rested heavy. The summer between 18 and 19. And he was very motivated heading into 19, and he knew that they would need him in that offense. And I'm hearing some of the same things, hmm. even though, you know, it's a different situation professionally. When he gets his body right, the man is dangerous, okay? And as a Bengals fan, I'm not looking forward to watching him if he's motivated with him and Lamar in this new offense. I'm not looking forward to it. He can be devastating if his body's right and he's motivated. And even though he's given this wishy-washy kind of answer on if he's healthy or not, I, I would not doubt the man is putting a lot into getting yeah. ready for this season and trying to show what he can do.
3: Uh, thanks for the thanks call. call yeah, no, it's Great perspective. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, this is again, his chance to secure life changing, you know, potentially generational wealth. Um, Again, I'm not sure it's, it's, it's going to come here, especially in the way this team is now uh, constructing itself, the way they're now, Allocating financial resources to positions they didn't used to. I tend to think guards and running backs and those kind of guys might be, you know, next man up in terms of the draft. Uh, but I don't discount at all what J.K. Dobbins could do. He just has never really been given a chance to build up a lather. You know, when you've never had more than seventeen touches in a game, um, it's it's. <laughs> It's hard to really hit your stride. Orioles knocked off the Blue Jays
1: 4-2. to They win another series, 5-1 homestand. Now they head back out on the road, heading to Chicago to take on the Cubs tomorrow. Danielle Allentuck, new Orioles reporter for the Baltimore Banner. She's going to make her Inside Access debut coming up. We'll get her thoughts on Tyler Wells. Phenomenal year, but what's with all these home runs? And also, Austin Hayes. Criminally underrated season, what he has going on. We'll get uh, Danielle's thoughts on that next. It's Inside Access on the
3: fan. Inside Access on the fan. show this is your inside
0: access to the facts that others ignore jason lacanfora and ken wyman
2: 1057 the fan
1: orioles pick up another w over the blue jays five and one against the Jays this season and they just capped off a five and one homestand about to hit the road head to Chicago to take on the Cubs and joining us now Danielle Tuck, new Orioles reporter for the Baltimore Banner and Danielle welcome to Inside Access and wanted to get your thoughts on Tyler Wells, who's had a phenomenal season for the Orioles, lowest whip in all of baseball. But for whatever reason, the home run ball has been a bugaboo for him this year. Gave up two solo shots today to Danny Jansen. What did Brandon Hyde and Wells have to say about that?
4: Yeah, I mean, Tyler Wells has been so good this year. I've seen him twice already in the last week, in my first week here those home runs have really hurt him I mean he's given up 22 of his 29 runs allowed or from homers this year which is just an insane stat to have but what both him and Hyde said today after the game was that he just he just makes too many mistakes and you can't make mistakes in the major leagues players are going to take advantage of them his fastball is naturally a little higher than other guys and it's just it's easy for it to go down the middle and for other guys to hit it
3: This is just another sort of game to me, Danielle, that's sort of this quintessential 2023 Orioles where it's a pitcher. They usually maul. It's, it doesn't really go their way. Um, They're kind of scuffling along and then late mid innings to late innings, they, they just find ways to make the at bats a little better to make the swing decisions a little better. And then we know the back end of the bullpen can be lights out, but this, this just kind of like today to me was was kind of a a, a, a a sort of a defining example of what they've been.
4: It's true. I mean, the one thing about this team is that you never really feel like they're out of a game. I mean, even yesterday when they were no hit through six and a third, yeah. I think it was, you didn't feel like they were out of it at all, and they still stayed right into it until the end. And it's just they just have this confidence about them that they just sort of know like. Somebody's going to come up there, somebody's going to get the hit, somebody's going to get the ball rolling and end up build off of it. And that's exactly what they've done all year.
1: Daniel, there's so many big time names on this roster where Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, Cedric Mullins, who's been on the IL for a while now, but Santander's had some big time moments. But what about Hayes? I mean, the guy's got the best batting average on the team at 306, had two hits, had that nice insurance run, that solo shot in the eighth inning. It's almost as if he's a really underrated player for them.
4: He is and I know Hyde said that exactly today. Like he should be an all-star candidate, if not an automatic shoe in this year, it's the season he's having. But he just kinda, you know, goes on his radar, does his thing. A lot of his success this season has been kind of setting things up, you know, starting the run for the next player, getting on base. And I think that people just don't it's not as flashy as some of the other players. So people may not notice it.
3: You mentioned the quirky stat there with Wells and and how much of a percentage of of his allowed runs have come on home runs. Adley Rutschman has 22 home runs in his career that have produced a grand total of 28 runs driven in. Another solo shot today for his career, 16 solo shots, six two-run homers. He's been just cemented into the two-hole forever since he got here, over a calendar year. But I wonder if... It might not make more sense to, to move that around a little bit to try to get more run production out of him. Any thoughts on that?
4: I I think it would make more sense. I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. Hyde really liked him in that second spot. And there was even some talk about maybe moving the lead off, but Hyde kind of shut that down pretty quickly. He just loves him in the second spot. He's going to keep him there until he has a reason to not keep him there. So it, it may eventually in his career, No move back to fifth or sixth. But for now, I don't think there's any chance that they'll even consider it.
1: We're speaking to Danielle Allen Tuck, uh, covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. It's inside access on the fan. Danielle, Joey Ortiz, he was called up yesterday, not in the lineup yesterday, but did get the start at second base today. How do you expect uh, Brandon Hyde to... How much play time do you expect Joey Ortiz to have now that he's back up?
4: I... I don't know. I wouldn't count on a lot. Um, I think he's just sort of here to fill a roster spot, to be a warm body for now. Um, they like him a lot. They like his stats. They like his defense. But I think that they really just needed to like, make the roster move to get another guy up here. Well,
3: they obviously like Adam Frazier as well. And he's had great moments, and, and he's settled things down defensively, at least compared to, you know, Odor and what was going on here last year. But, I mean, the OPS now is at 7 one um, and he's got more pop than we ever thought, but you have to kind of wonder if that's going to continue. Could you see them giving somebody a legitimate shot at second base? If it's not Ortiz, maybe it's Jordan Westbrook who hit another ball 108 miles an hour today in do you Do you think at some point there might be some wiggle room for someone else to show what they can do at second base on a regular basis?
4: I think they're well, I think you'll see in the next month as, you know, Mullins gets healthy and there's more roster shuffling around the trade deadline, I think you're start to see more guys kind of filter in and out of here as they kind of try to figure out, you know, they're in a really good playoff game yeah. spot right now. They don't have to worry too much, but it's too early to start kind of figuring out what pieces are going to be with you come playoff time. So I think maybe in the next month or so after they get through the trade deadline, you will start to see pieces being moved in and out, guys being given daily chances, as they try to figure out who is the right spot to go with them moving forward. She's Danielle
1: Allen Tuck, covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. Danielle, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. see you. One more break to go before we hand it off to, I believe, Mike Popovic tonight. Tyler Wells. He was interviewed after his start going six and two-thirds just those two earned runs off two solo shots for danny jansen and he spoke about what's led to all of these home runs what's been going on there man wells is going to tell us next it's inside access on the fan
0: inside Inside access before you Inside access to breaking
3: news, Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057,
2: A fan. I think if you look at a lot of my home runs, uh, it's kind of just been mistake pitches, kind of down the middle. Um, you know, Danny got me on two of them today. The second one, I think I threw basically two of the same pitches. Uh, just one just happened to be a little bit more uh, kind of right where his barrel was the first swing so you know things like that happen but uh you know he definitely got the best of me today
3: that was
1: tyler wells following a four to two orioles win over the blue jays wells another quality start six and two thirds two earned runs but two solo shots by danny jansen and talked about this yesterday at pickles era is great whip is great but fip Fielding independent pitching is over a run more than his ERA, and
3: a lot of that is because he is getting balls barreled out. Yeah, he's in the lowest 30% in uh, getting barreled up, and a lot of those are ending up over the fence. Look, I, I feel bad nitpicking too much at this young yeah. man because he's he's done a lot in a little bit of time, and a lot's been asked of him, and a lot of things have been herky-jerky for him, and he just keeps responding, and that's a very good Blue Jays lineup. And outside of two mistakes to Jansen, he totally held him at bay. And it's not even like they were threatening, other than those two solo shots for the most part. Um, and he and he can locate so well and he doesn't walk people. So it's just a little weird that he can be so leaky when generally he's so fine. Uh I, I mean, look, even the ballpark, no ballpark could have held the second one that Jansen hit today in. Uh but Tyler Wells, I, I they'd be Where would they be without him? I'll put it to you that way. The
1: story's been phenomenal. And he was a roll five pick by the Orioles a couple years ago, and he knows he's grown a lot.
2: Um, I think, you know, just being being able to set up pitches better, just uh, commanding my pitches uh, a little bit better, being able to throw any pitch in any count. um, I think that that's been, you know, a huge help for me.
1: He was a Rule 5 pick a couple years ago. He was a reliever, ended up being used in high leverage situations, started to close out games in 2021. Thought he was going to be the closer last year. Ended up being a starter, did very well. Came into spring training. Some people thought he shouldn't have head north with the club and thought (laughs) Grayson Rodriguez should have got that spot in the starting staff. He's been their best pitcher. He's been oh, I mean, where would they be without Wells? No, there's, like, there's,
3: there's, yeah, there's that. That goes without saying. I can't fathom a scenario where he's not one of their starting pitchers in uh, a playoff series, and that's factoring in that I think they're going to add a starter and maybe even two. I still think Tyler Wells is going to take the bump in the postseason for them. I, I look. He's got a little bit of that Dean Kramer in him. The, the cutter is not as good as he thinks it is. That's the pitch that's got him in the most trouble this season. I think he could probably stand to throw his fastball even a little more than he does, albeit he spoke to the, right there, the sort of breadth of um, his pitching arsenal. Uh, but he knows how to pitch. He, and for a guy who's that size, right, six eight, to be able to rep- repeat and replicate time and time again and not walk dudes and have the best whip in the American League, it's pretty special. Grayson
1: Rodriguez, best pitching prospect yes. in baseball heading into the year, got called up, ended up getting sent down. First start at Norfolk, five walks, and that was the biggest issue, the lack of command. But
3: last time he went
1: out, Jason, ton of swing and
3: miss. 28. And, and today... Was his best start of the year. Yeah, today, um, they had a, a noon game at Norfolk, and he was unhittable. Uh he gave up no hits in the first five innings, just one walk in that span. He ended up going six innings, two hits, two earned, two walk, eleven strikeouts. Uh the two runs came on a fastball that he would want back. He had a guy in an 0-2 count. He ended up crushing it opposite field. But I liked the way Grayson responded to that in the sixth inning, and they left him out there, and he was starting to push towards 100 pitches, and he ended up ending his day with a swinging strikeout of Bobby Dalback, who spent quite a amount of time in the major leagues with the Red Sox. Uh, 96 pitches, the only hard-hit ball all day, Bone was that home run I just referenced uh 40% of his fastballs that they swung at ended up as a called strike or a swinging strike same thing with the changeup 40% rate that's elite he looked commanding on the on the mound he had a little bit of peacock in him that i think was missing he got 19 swing and miss in all so you do the math that's that's almost uh 50 in the last two starts i don't think we see him next week bone he'd be set to pitch again uh on Monday or Tuesday, I don't think he's debuting or re against the, the Rays in that weird two-game series, drop. right? The O's have of two off days. So I think he pitches next week at Nashville, and if that goes well, then perhaps we see him at the end of June. But it was great to see um, not just the box score, but he started to look like the kid who I thought was going to take the majors by storm last year before he had the back injury. Before we step out, let's get the text of the day.
1: Check one, two, check.
3: Okay.
1: Text of the day brought to you by Value Dry Waterproofing. Is your basement your safe haven or a thorn in your side? Water on the floor walls, musty smell. Before you build that man cave, protect your investment with waterproofing. Get your free inspection at valuedrywaterproofing.com, valuedrywaterproofing.com. Today's text says, a summer must for me and my family is going on the road to watch the O's at an away game. Nice. Yeah, we've done that a lot in the past as well. I, I need to start going out and see more ballparks, man. I've I've, been to, I've been to Fenway, and I've been to the Trop Oof. of all uh ballparks. You went to Atlanta. And went to Atlanta. This, this, Yeah, that just happened. I don't know why that blanked out of my mind. Did go to Atlanta. So That's I did it? do that this year. That's it? Only yeah, three he ball you seriously work on that.
3: I know, I know. I've been to more football Instead stadiums. of hanging out with all these married friends on the weekend... Drive up. I will tell you what to do with your weekends, Bone. Instead of playing kickball all weekend, maybe go to Philly. Maybe go to D.C.
1: It's funny. I got the back-to-back. I did that last night. I'm doing it again with a different set tonight. Mm. Um, Tomorrow's show. We're on the road for the third time this week. B.C. Brewing. Go out there. It is such a cool spot. It's one of those uh, breweries in which you self-tap. You can serve yourself. It's really cool. Their beer is phenomenal. I guess are we going to have an unlimited we'll tap.
3: There. I don't know how uh, that works. We didn't hear anything from Chuck. I don't know. I know Chuck Bucks don't work out there, so
1: we're going to need Bucks something else. Not, they uh, do they not work, work one at place. BC Brewery. <laughs> but come on out. We'll be there 2 to 6. Hey, watch kick, the O's game with us out watch, there. Yeah, day game. And kick off uh, Father Father's Day, Day weekend. weekend. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to everyone oh, out there. Wow, that's very early. Why not? We'll, we'll take it. Why not? Yeah,
2: we'll take it. You know.
1: Maybe I'll get some new socks. Jeff Srebeck covers the Ravens for the Athletic. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. Ariel Epstein will get her best bets. And Judd Fabian, who's been crushing it in Aberdeen, he Soon will to be join Pui us sock, as well. Mike Popovic, he's gonna hold it down. 105.7 the fan till eight.
0: Inside access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive.